Hello and welcome to AFL by Dummies, the only show where we aren't reeling despite losing one of our staff in the past few weeks. <laughs> Unlike Essendon, who, in case no one's heard, they lost one of, what was it then? It was Mr. Neil. What? Mark Neil. Yeah. He lost, he lost his job. He, he was the chief game day strategist, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that well, was they could role. use a lot of that in the third quarter at the moment. They, they <laughs> yes. still haven't won a third, third quarter, quarter, Essendon. <laughs> they had Carlton on the weekend. I heard Eddie Maguire say it too, and I just saw a twinkle in your eye in the back of my head when he said it. I just can't believe that. You've had eight opportunities to win a third quarter. You get given Carlton and you still can't do it. In fact, you can't beat Carlton. Oh, Essendon's a train wreck at the moment. Unlike us, though, we still aren't reeling despite the loss of Alex. Shout out to Alex in uh, <laughs> Europe. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, what was your highlight of the week, Creaser? Well, as a Swan supporter, clearly I'm biased, but it had to be Ben Ronk. What a wonder. I just walk in on a Friday night. I know Buddy's not playing. We're playing against Hawthorne. And my brother showed me earlier in the week that we lost by around, I think it was five points, a goal, five points and a goal the last three times we played them. And then to go and see that this kid in his third game kicked seven, including the match winner, oh, it was it was destined. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, no, he was. He put on quite the rep- performance like it's third game like that's just not meant to happen in your third game i think it was actually aside from buddy yeah he's the first person ever to kick seven goals yeah he has a few records like that so under john longmire he's the only player other than buddy to kick seven goals um the first player to kick seven goals and have 10 plus tackles ever which is a huge record to have in the modern game and Any there was one, yeah, and have. there was one other stat where he was the first. He's definitely the first player this year to kick four four first quarter goals, but also the first Sydney, uh, the the like the first Sydney player to kick four goals in a first quarter since Barry Hall in two thousand and two. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's quite a way back. Yeah, huge, huge, huge stat and huge game from huge ben win Rump. for Sydney as yeah, well. Yeah, and um, considering Buddy's out for another week, we're hoping a big game for him this week. At the yeah, CUG. And, and another seven goals against Freo. Well, my highlight of the week is actually going to be non... Well, it's football related, but not <laughs> from the weekend. I actually got to meet uh, three Richmond players during the week, which was just awesome. So I met uh, Sean Grigg, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Rewalt, and uh, Alex Rance, the oh. one and only Alex oh, Rance. The one and only. It sucked. Uh, I definitely wasn't the prettiest in the photo. Thanks for that, <laughs> Alex Rance. Um, no, it was really cool. And we got to ask them, um, well, technically it was like a meet and greet sort of thing, but like I used the opportunity to ask a question, mm-hmm. um, as I do. Uh, I should have. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this is going. So I had a question prepared for all of them, but I decided I liked my question for Grig the most. Okay. So I'm going to tell you it. Yeah. So for a bit of context uh, for this, Grig did a lot of the ruck work last year for Richmond. Mm-hmm. So this is what I asked Grig. So Grig, Cochin's been doing a bit more of the ruck work this year. Do you take that as a compliment that you're no longer as expendable or an insult that he's a better ruck than you despite being five centimetres shorter? <laughs> Wow. Unfortunately, he didn't really understand the question. Like, he understood it, but he was just like, oh, I've spent a lot more time playing forward this year, which is just a very boring answer if you ask me. I expected a... What, you expected him to throw shade at his captain? Yep. (laughs) That or take the hit. (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> throwing an AFL footballer under the bus. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't ask Rewalt the question I had for him because my question for him was, uh, is it nice finally being the best Rewalt in the game since Nick retired? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so Shots there was fired. a reason I didn't ask Jack that because then he wouldn't have been throwing his captain under the bus. He would have been throwing <laughs> himself under the bus. Anyways, so that was really good fun. Got a photo with them. Um, got a nice big poster as well with their signatures on it. So oh, that was classic. That was my highlight of the week. Anyways, we spent a bit too much time on this, but good fun as always. Cruiser, mm-hmm. you've got a joke to start us off this week. Yes, I do. And what's now becoming a reoccurring segment is uh, AFL by Dummy News. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we have a huge news team. We've got a plethora of researchers behind us. Yeah, just fact-checking all of this news, making sure it's not fake news. Yeah, we're quite out. the yep. company. We're quite, we're quite the franchise, you would say. So, <laughs> we've, just been he- we've just heard that St Kilda's accu- inaccuracy in front of goal does have its silver linings. The club now has a contract with the US Department of Defence. Yep. Yeah. In a huge turn of events, the St Kilda Football Club will be on the front lines of the US Army, aiding in the CIA and the DODs in coordinating their attacks on IS. It is unknown whether they will be on the ground or in the air via drones, as both their dribble kicks and set shots have been so awful, so it's hard to pick. This is considered to be St Kilda's new game plan as the GWS Giants are still missing. Yep. Yeah. We, we know about this. There's still yep. an ongoing investigation with that. Yep. Um, however, the plus side is that this is sure to pay off the surmounting debt that the club has. I think it's $21 million. Yeah, so they're... the US government loves throwing money in defence, so I'm sure they'll pay that off in no time. <laughs> Yeah, but surely you need someone who's accurate on the front lines. Hey, it's the US. You never know what they need. True, 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 true. Um, yes, and Kilda probably need the money, don't they? But, yes. like, in saying that, why didn't you... Like, you could have picked, like, a club that actually has a good defence. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't make it fun. True. True, true, true. Yes, uh, I did like that, actually. <laughs> um but yes, uh, when uh, contractually obliged to say it again, if anyone finds JWS, can you please yes, report it report to uh, it. all places you should be reporting that to? Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. <laughs> wherever that is. <laughs> yeah, wherever. Um, so I've got a statistic now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting um, trying to look at all the stats and you try and generally look for stats that symbolise like how well they're doing. So if you can find like a stat where all the sides at the top of the competition are doing really well in that and all the sides at the bottom aren't doing really well, then that can be like a mechanism for why teams yeah. are doing better than other teams. Yeah, a barometer, yeah. Yep. I found one of these stats. Oh, okay. And it's actually a good one. It's goal accuracy. Oh, wow, really? So in the top eight for goal accuracy, there is seven top eight sides on the ladder. The only okay. side from the top eight that's missing is Melbourne and Collingwood's replaced them. And Collingwood started out the season really well and then Melbourne didn't start the season so well. Yeah. Like you could argue Collingwood's playing better than Melbourne at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the eight top sides by that um, logic are in the top eight for goal accuracy. Wow. That- I want to know those stats in like previous years because I wonder if that's a reoccurring thing. Yeah, no, but it's interesting. But no, but the Western Bulldogs in 2016, now that, that would be the anomaly that I would think because they were noticeably inaccurate in front of goal in their premiership year. Aside from Tory, yeah, obviously. Obviously, until, um, until the prelim, yeah. Yep, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you think about it more, right, it means the sides that 
kicking less accurately and they're losing, right? Whereas the t- sides at the top are kicking more accurately and they're winning. If those sides at the bottom were kicking just as accurately as the sides were at the top, we could have a very, very even, even ladder. Yeah, it's pure equalisation, I, I guess. Like, when it comes down to it, it's not even about the Number physical, side, physical side of it. It's all about the mental side, which is why it's so, such a huge practice there was like a lot of teams that were like focusing on mental health like mental health and like the mental mindset this year yeah yeah so the the coaches have clearly got it right this year where it's all about the mindset well yeah because the teams at the top are the teams at the top and like you can look at like clearances contested possessions they they don't do quite as good job of telling the story that is the top eight at the moment whereas goal accuracy was the closest one i could find and that that like surprised me for about a minute and then the more you think about it you're like well every team's having probably a similar number of shots mm-hmm. at goal or similar number of chances that's, at goal that's the that's the interesting bit I but guess. the biggest difference between teams isn't in the center that determines the game it's that last kick inside 50 and then the shot at goal yeah i guess it's like a a bonus so if you win the territory game in the center, and then you kick in accurately. The territory game doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But if you win the, ter- the territory game, and you kick accurately, that's how those two combine makes you like, almost unbeatable. Un- almost unbeatable, unless you're Richmond. So for the teams that aren't in the top eight, yep. If, if there's no other stat that's like that. I couldn't find a stat that resembles um, the ladder as well as goal accuracy. I think that does it better than any other side. Even though you have Richmond sitting in eighth for goal accuracy, yeah. but, but they still... they get the most probably yeah. the most amount of shots. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, uh, that's I just thought that'd be an interesting thing to share with the world. That's really interesting. How it's not always about being the biggest body team. It's just sometimes about a bit of clinicality in front of goal. Now I've just been talking about inaccuracy, so this is going to work perfectly. I didn't even <laughs> plan this because I'm going straight into my joke for the week, which is talking about uh, St Kilda's defense. Now you probably wonder, well, why does that relate to goal? Accuracy. Well, on the weekend, uh, St Kilda kicked a behind. Oh, oh I know, wow. right? I know. <laughs> That's much different to usual. But um, then what Fremantle did is from full back, from the kick in, it took them 13 seconds to kick a goal at the other end for one of their goals. <laughs> 13 seconds. Okay. So the Saints kicked lots of behinds. So you think they'd be used to like setting up properly for defense and they'd be really good at this now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously not the case. It took Fremantle 13 seconds to go from end to end. So I did some uh, research. So uh, Optus Stadium is 165 metres long. So 13 seconds, I equated that to kilometres per hour. They went on average 46.8 kilometres per hour from end to end. <laughs> They'd get a parking ticket at a school zone. <laughs> yeah, that That's would. how fast they went. Usain Bolt's quickest speed is 44.72. <laughs> so if Usain Bolt went as quick as he could for 165 metres, which obviously oh, is yeah. impossible, but if he did that, he would get beaten by the Fremantle Dockers going through the St Kilda's defence. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I decided to do a good old list because yep. there's always a list required for something like like this. So things more useful than the Saints defensive setup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready. So I looked up some of the stupidest and most useless inventions of all time and this is what I could find. 
Island. Okay. A goldfish walker. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> like, why do you need to walk your goldfish? Unless it's like a tray that you put the fish bowl in. It's literally just like, it's, I don't know how to describe it other than a pram with a goldfish thing holder in it. Oh like God. a circular bowl holds it. Anyways, the next one is the UN. Yeah. That's more useful than the Saints defensive setup. Yeah, classic. Classic. Um, the next one is a head-mounted toilet paper dispenser. What? <laughs> no joke. There is a head-mounted toilet paper dispenser. And it just, okay, like, okay. rolls down, like, your face and you can rip it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> some people have come up with some pretty bad inventions. The next one I actually really like, um, butter stick. So it's like a glue stick but with butter in it and you <laughs> wipe oh, it on good. your bread. That's useful. That's good. It's a good it's like yeah, a but you, like, squash the bread. No, it's for baking, isn't it? No, no, no. It's literally for on toast. Oh, so man. think exactly like a glue stick but with butter on it. Nah, okay. Don't worry. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not useful. <laughs> you just squash the bread. Like, it's just useless. Um, the next one is a wine glass that holds an entire bottle. Yeah, I love that one. That one's great. Yeah. I mean, sure, why not just keep so it in the bottle? Useful. Just so useful. Oh, um, <laughs> this has to be the stupidest one of the lot, diet water. What? A company came out with their own version of diet water. Ah, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Less calories, I guess. I don't know. I can't speak for the nutritionist at that company. Yeah, I don't know what the thinking behind that one was. And last, and definitely not least, I can't believe someone thought this was a good idea. It's called a potty putter. So essentially, whilst you're doing <laughs> a number two, you sit down and it's like a makeshift green and you have like the hole and you put it in to the hole. But that, uh... the greatest thing about this was the quotes that came with the product. Okay, okay. So... The ultimate toilet putting surface. And this is the good one. A true innovation in getting the most out of each trip to the restroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, I can't keep a straight face. Surely Uh, that one isn't more useful than the... the yeah, that is more useful than St Kilda's defensive setup. Oh, that's really I sad. can't believe someone could take themselves seriously when they wrote that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously. I like, I can't re- even say it without laughing. <laughs> the reviews uh, reviews on any website for any product, just the funniest thing to read. Uh, I still can't believe they get a ticket in a school zone. <laughs> that's I know. the average speed. <laughs> it was insane. ridiculously quick from end to end um, St Kilda. Got to lift not only your accuracy, but your defensive setup. Oh, so sad. That's a double whammy right there. What have you got for us? So my stat is, okay, we'll start with this one. Now, recently, you may all have heard Nick Natanui didn't play this week, suspended for tackling uh, Amon in a dangerous manner. And what came out of the tribunal was that Basically, it set a precedent saying that players now have to monitor their height and weight in comparison to other players. So let's get on the front foot and find out who can tackle and who can't tackle. Yeah? So who's the tallest player in the AFL? Aaron Sanderlands. Yeah. So now he has Mason Cox with him. They're the same height, apparently. 211 centimetres. They're both 211 centimetres, apparently. So Yeah, but one of them's good. Yeah. And the other one's born in America. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So those two can tackle each other, right? Next (laughs) next on the list. No one else in the league. No one else is allowed to tackle. They're not allowed to tackle. So you can't tackle above someone above your own height? No, no, no. They can't tackle other people, but they can be tackled by everyone in the competition. Yeah. Sounds fair. By definition. Yeah. 
Um, next is Dawson Simpson, who's recently been uh, played last week, but not the week before because Rory Lobb Rory Lobb Rory Lobb was injured, then came back, and then Jonathan Patton was dropped. He's at two ten. So if one of the two, top two tackle him, he'll get they'll get suspended. Yep, obviously for, for a week. Yep. Then it's Jared Witts and Max Gorn one centimeter apart at two o nine and two o eight with Rory Lobb at two o seven. That's yep. a pretty pretty good pretty good uh, combination there. But remember that uh, Rory can tackle Max and Max can tackle Jared, but Jared can't tackle the other two. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. This is all going to get very complicated yeah. very quickly. Then there's Braden uh, Pruce. I don't know how to... Brandon Pruce? Yeah, from North Melbourne. I don't yep. know how to pronounce his last name, but he hasn't been in the side recently because Goldie's playing all right and the reimagined Magic Door. Then it's Zach Smith and Tim English. Now, if we look up the weights, I'm sure Tim English will be much, much, much uh, less than all of those players. Yeah, the so, poor kid. So, so we probably won't. We probably let him off the hook. He can tackle players lower than uh, lower heights than him. Yeah, because there's always exceptions to the rule, right? Yeah, whatever suits the MRP. But yeah, exactly. And then we'll go to the shortest player. So we all know the shortest player in the AFL. Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel, 168, he, five foot six. Yeah. He's playing AFL. He's the dream just, is still alive for all you. Yeah, he gives me hope with that me I can included. play the AFL yeah. one day. With me included. Then it's uh, Anthony McDonald, Tim and Woody uh, with on 171, five foot seven, one, one inch taller. So if AMT tackles Caleb Daniel, weak, straight away. Straight away, right? Obviously. Obviously. Has to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The then, precedent has been set. And then it's Tyson Stengel and Liam Baker, both Richmond. I think they're in the Richmond twos currently. Yeah. They're uh, not breaking into the main side no. any soon. Uh, then it's soon. Hayden Ballantyne at five foot eight, one inch Sh- taller. Sure. And like, Surely because yeah. he's so annoying and he yeah. frustrates everyone. Like, everyone like, yeah. has free reign over yeah. him. So he's so small, but like there's a small small height scale and annoyingness, like a X and Y <laughs> axis. Yeah, and he's too far across the uh, like annoying. the annoying scale. Yeah, for him to be counted in in obviously in in the AFL's assessment. Wait, so actually this is an interesting sorry, I've got an idea. Surely we can turn this into the better you behave the less, less. people people yes. that can tackle you and the more incidents you have ah, I love it. with love um, it. like love the it. MRP, the more times you go to tribunal, Tom the more Bug, weeks you get. Everyone can tackle. Yep. Number 1. James Sisley, everyone can tackle. Yep. Yeah. Including the umpire. The umpire's allowed to tackle <laughs> James Sisley straight up. Right? Yep. Yeah. And then who else? So Scott Pendlebury, Cochin, Untouchable, we'd yep. say. Yeah. Yep. They're like the two oh, nice. Oh, no, not Cochin. Cochin. <laughs> we all know he what happened up. in the prelim <laughs> last year. <laughs> but like, yeah, all the uh, nice people in the game. Yeah. Like, no one could even top, touch Bob Murphy. No. Every time he gets the ball, he it's could literally run into an open, open goal. Now. Yeah, fair. Hodgie, everyone, including umpires, goal umpires, supporters. Just his own teammates. teammates. <laughs> yep, everyone can tackle Hodgie. Oh, he's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's... maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll leave like Sammy Mitchell if he was still Brendan playing, but... Favola. Yeah, but Fev, everyone can tackle, even if he's not on a football field. We'll we'll make it that just yep. like in the middle of public. If you see Fev, you just get the right to tackle him without getting suspended. Yeah, you're defended by um, the constitution. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there you have it. There's the the shortest and tallest players in the AFL. Jeez, uh, it's an advantage to be shorter now, yeah, isn't it, with our new rules? So good. It's a 
It's going back into fashion, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, it's uh, your go, Carissa. So, recently, Richmond, they've had pretty good fourth quarters. Yes. Yeah, so last, not last week against North Melbourne because North Melbourne played very well. But apart from last week, their last four weeks, they've had a percentage just fourth quarters of about 386. We went through this already. Yep. So... Uh, the Australian government have, cl- have decided that Richmond's now going to handle all foreign policy during their fourth quarter, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah? So imagine, picture this, right? It's the fourth quarter. It's Richmond versus Carlton. While kicking seven goals to one, the players pull out tables and chairs and solves life's biggest problems. Just because they're on that much of a roll. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to win anyway, yeah? Or they've kept it even till then, Carlton, but... It's the last quarter. They've kicked seven goals to one. They just pull out tables and chairs um, and they solve life's greatest problems. So imagine Rewalt kicking goal number six for the quarter from outside 50, then try then like sitting down and writing a self-help book on <laughs> how to be happy even though you always look angry. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Alex Rance kicks it. From uh, after intercept mark into Koch, Koch runs down the field, smashes one out outside 50. Great, great goal. Uh, 12th minute mark of the last quarter, and then they sit down and they solve the Israeli Palestinian conflict. Obviously, after Trump unifies Korea, but that's next on the agenda. They've already, no, they've already fixed that. Yeah, they've already fixed Korea, so it's fine. So they'll, they'll move on to the Israeli Palestinian conflict during the 12th minute mark of the last quarter. Do they uh, have like a long term project? But that I assume that one would be the long-term project, but we'll see because the next one is while Dustin Martin's fending off the whole opposition, uh, he's trying to find a way to unify Australia, New Zealand, or annex New Zealand, let's say, <laughs> so he so his dad can watch him play live, right? Yeah. That, that's that that's the most obvious one that I see. Yeah. Um. So all three of those. Clearly, 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 the Australian government's just like on the right track with their foreign policy. If that, if this is like a true fact, I thought you were going to be like Dustin Martin's, like fending off like communism from like <laughs> infecting the world. He becomes defense minister. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he fends okay. off all attacks on. Okay, our so soil. we just so now we just give all Richmond players ministerial positions. Yep, okay. and well, at least that way we avoid like the um. What is it? The uh, the where the ministers are from two countries. Um, ah, dual citizenship. Yep, yeah, dual citizenship. Yeah. We we avoid that entire problem yeah. entirely just by putting all, all Richmonds just... in ministerial positions. <laughs> Damien Hardwick becomes minister for education. Classic. Oh, it's gonna be great. Yep. I would love to see your uh, Richmond Parliament. Oh, Obviously, man. well, I'd prefer to see them on the field, but if that's a second thing, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I just said sport's more important than, like, politics in the country. Uh, no, it wouldn't It wouldn't be Australia if that wasn't the case. True, 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 true. No, Richmond's been electric in the fourth quarters, but I won't say more than that because I'm just biased. <laughs> he says while wearing a Richmond jumper. <laughs> yes, I may or may not be wearing my Richmond jersey at the moment. <laughs> I'm allowed to wear it in public now. I haven't been able to wear it in public for most of my life. So, <laughs> Anyways, my uh, statistic this week is more of an idea than an actual statistic. Um, I'm sorry, Ben Cunnington, you did have a great week with 32 contested possessions. I could have talked about you for days. <laughs> but there was a milestone this week. It was 10 years since the 150 year. So it's 160 years since footy began. But uh, 10 years ago, they had the um, Dream Team versus the Vicks um, game to celebrate 150 years. Okay. Um, I actually went to the game, which was pretty cool. I think um, I've seen. I think I've seen highlights on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a good fun game to be at. 
anyways, I got me to thinking, why don't we still do something similar to that? So you look at, like, for instance, the NBA. I follow the NBA a little bit. And they have their all-star weekend where essentially they sit out players from playing games, like, for a week before. Then on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they do different things in uh, a host city. And they make it as interesting as, as possible for fans. I know on, like, the Friday night they have, like, a skills challenge sort of thing. Um, I'll talk more about that in a minute. But, I mean, why can't we do something like that? Just have a, a whole weekend dedicated to an all-star sort of weekend. Oh, I um, would love it. It would be but, incredible. Because the reason they haven't done just the one Dream Team versus the Vicks game in the past is because, like, if they do one game for the entire weekend, they lose. They feel that they might lose a bit of momentum. But if you turn it into a whole weekend of, like, different events, then, like, you're not going to lose momentum. Everyone has the buy at the same time, so there's, like, no problems there whatsoever. Well, like, unless the the players are from top eight sides. Well, I mean, you want everyone having the buy at the same time, though, because that's the annoying thing about the buy. Some teams are coming off a six-day break and some teams are coming off a 15-day break. Yeah, yeah. So, But if- it's, yeah, it, it, the only issue is in, like, basketball, I guess, it's much more unlikely for you to get properly injured in a game and it's easier to turn defences off, yes. right? Um, whereas... If uh, AFL, it's quite like it would be quite jarring if you could noticeably see that they're not as tough. But you can see it in the NBA games. Like you can see in the All Star game, they do their no one plays defense. But it's not about that. It's just a celebration of the best of the best and playing together on a team. Like imagine this. Mm -hmm. So if you had Dream Team versus the Vix, right? This would be the center, like starting centers for both teams. So for the Dream Team, you'd have Grundy. Then mm-hmm. you'd have Mitchell, Fife, and Cripps in the centre, who are the three top not only contested possession players, but the three top clearance players in the league. Yeah. Then on the other side, you'd have Gorn, Martin, Danger, and McRae. Wow. And those are three of the best outside mids in the league. Like, how fascinating would that be? You'd have the three best hard players in the league and the three best damaging outside mids in the league. Like, that would be good to go watch. Um, yeah. Other interesting matchups would be, like, Howe versus Robbie Gray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Classic. Ah, oh, I'm, I'm pumped. You, you've sold me. You've sold and me. And then, like, choice. another one which I really like, you would you could have Luke Bruce on uh, James Sicily. <laughs> the two Hawthorne players trying to get into each other's head. Those are the sort of matchups that, like, this will create. And I'm not expecting everyone to go 100% at it because I understand injuries are a thing and you don't want your star players getting injured. So, like, I'm not expecting it to be, like, the hardest-fought contest ever, but I think it'd be good for the sport. And, like, you could have a AFL Women's All-Star game as well on the same weekend. They obviously haven't been playing for a few months, but, like, you could do that on, say, the Saturday night or and then have the... Um, all-star game on uh, the Dream Team t- game, sorry, on the Sunday. On the Friday night, you could have a skills challenge. Like, how good would it be watching oh, Ed- love Eddie that. Betts, yeah. Cyril, Robbie Gray, all those cheeky small forwards. Like, they, ha- they have to stand in, like, the first row of the crowd yeah. and do a banana and get it in uh, sort of thing. That would be sick, yeah. I would love to see the skills challenge. Like, that, that's- there are so many things you can do with the skills challenge. It's ridiculous. You can have an under-22s all-star game as well for all the young players that don't make it in. Obviously, Bont's going to make it regardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you can see all the young players from your team play, um, maybe have that with the women's game on the Saturday night. There are so many options you can do. Like, AFL is more than just AFL. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, such a shame they're f- more focused on, like, overseas stuff, I guess, rather than... Yeah, that. yeah, but, like, I don't know. It's just 
you have the bye week anyway, rather than split it up. And it always feels wrong every year. It feels wrong when they split it up. You have five games on a weekend, six games on a weekend, and they're so spread out that it just doesn't feel right. Whereas if you had this for one week, and then you also have, um, they have those old, um, old player games. That's a pretty mean way of putting it. The Legends games. The yeah, Legends yeah, yeah. games as well. You could do that on this. Yeah. There are so many options for us there that we could do to make a really interesting weekend of footy and not just like one game. Like, I don't know. I think that would be really interesting for the sport and it could give it a bit of life halfway through the season. Yeah. If you I had it in, say, a... week 12. And then after that, it's just the race for the finals. Yeah, that's an opportunity missed, seriously. Yeah. Well, if the AFL is listening, listening. Yeah, maybe yeah. it won't be an opportunity. Give, it, give us missed. a call, Gillen. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, got some ideas. My. Uh, phone is always at the ready to accept calls from Gillan McLaughlin. I've actually already got his contact in my phone. We're close <laughs> friends. I had a problem with the umpiring on, on the weekend, so I caught up with him yeah, yesterday. Yeah, in a Paran Cafe. Uh, yeah. Apparently that was the case. <laughs> yes, it was. Alistair Clarkson. Anyways, <laughs> it is time for a joke of mine, and now this one's going to be interesting, we'll call it that. Anyways, they say you're meant to learn from your mistakes, right? Okay, That's yeah. like one of the more common sayings you ever hear. Yeah. In saying that, my parents had three kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. I love you, Mum and Dad. Anyways, um, I hope they're not listening to this. I'd never know if they are. <laughs> Gold Coast. It's a destination in Australia. Uh, yep. It's, Classic. It's yep. not... Shouldn't be a sporting destination. Like... You just shouldn't. Yep. Among you should other not things. attempt to start... A sporting club on the Gold Coast. Everyone's trying to do it, but you just shouldn't. Have you heard of the Gold Coast Titans? No. Nope. <laughs> they're like an NRL side. Not going so well at no. the moment. They're kind of owned by the NRL now, and they're paying them out. Uh, Gold Coast United, A-League side. Yep. No longer an A-League <laughs> okay. side. Gold Coast Chargers. I don't even know who they are. That says more <laughs> about it than, you know, they just haven't existed in my life. Um, and I'd like to think I know enough about Australian sport. Anyways... Like, there has been so many attempts at starting sport on the Gold Coast that had it just occurred to everyone that potentially the people on the Gold Coast just don't want sport uh, or the people on the Gold Coast are just tourists, had, <laughs> had it occurred to them that they're not actually... There's no one actually that lives there. That's actually the secret of the Gold, Gold Coast. <laughs> perplexes me every time. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you why the Gold Coast Suns are terrible. Aside from already being terrible enough, as we've talked about, I don't know if you heard on the weekend, but their Neafel team... Yeah, their ne- uh, yep. uh, ...played Brisbane's <laughs> Neafel team. Yep. Their Neafel team had um, 11 Gold Coast players on it, five of which were first-rounders. So five first-rounders were in their second team. Okay. So that says a lot about their player development. Yeah. So they were playing Brisbane's Neafel team. Uh, they didn't kick a goal. <laughs> the whole game? The whole game. Brisbane kicked 12 goals, 24. Nice accuracy there, Brisbane, but I'm going to let you off the hook this week. (laughs) To zero goals, four from Gold Coast's Neafel team. So like I said, this Neafel team, (laughs) half of their squad was made up of Gold Coast listed players and five of those 11 were first round draft picks Uh. and they couldn't find a way to kick a goal. (laughs) Not one goal. And you're trying to tell me that we should set up a sporting team there? Oh, that's really The sad. attendance was pathetic as well. I believe there wasn't even 10,000 people no, there. I think I, it was 7,000 people. Yeah, 7 uh, or 6,000. Yeah, there. as there is normally, though. That's not actually, like, too much of an um, outlier, so we don't really need to talk about that. But, like, 
There's just no point in putting a team on the Gold Coast. You know, it's like that meme, like there shouldn't be a team on the Gold Coast. Convince me otherwise. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I just can't uh, figure out why there's a team there anymore. Tasmania is begging for a team, no, essentially. It's, it's actually a, one of the fastest in the game. Yeah, but the, before the AFL put the team there, there had already been, like those teams I named before, they'd already gone crash and burned. Yeah. It's and they were clearly not working. No sporting thing has worked on the Gold Coast. Look at the Commonwealth Games that just happened. That was a farce. <laughs> the fact that people actually turned up surprised me. Yeah, um, and, like, the closing were... ceremony obviously oh, yeah. was just stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only one thing we know about the Gold Coast, and that's if you want schoolies, that's where <laughs> that's where you can get in trouble. But my favourite quote of the Gold Coast has to be searching on Google. So I searched up Gold Coast description. Oh, no. Guess what they said? Australia's Gold Coast is a city coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a term. Yeah, look, it depends what you mean by coming of age. I mean, is... Oh. I mean, in the sense that it's a rebel without a cause and hasn't grown up in, like, 30 years. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's the case. Yep, that's oh. that's the best way you could describe the Gold Coast. It's um, such a weird place. <laughs> to, a shout-out to all sports... Not a shout-out, just letting all sports out there know, do not attempt to put a team on the Gold Coast as... Can, as I don't know why people are doing it, but as... They think they can encouraging be Encouraging the as it is. They're do, the, they're the, each sport thinks that they're going to be the saviour of the Gold Coast, I guess. Otherwise, I don't see it either. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing that can save the Gold Coast now is, like, bans on alcohol. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, yeah, just don't go to the Gold Coast for a sporting franchise is the tale of the story. What have you got for us now, Cruiser? So... I noticed on the weekend that um, a lot of the talk about strategy is has been with tackling and forward tackling, right? Ed Kernow was incredible, got 13 tackles this week. Devin Smith in a losing side got 15 tackles. Um, and I think the whole game plan is based around how many tackles you can do you can have, especially inside your 450. Right, that's that's what's in at the moment, and that's what's un- making teams like Essendon unstuck, where they don't have any pressure like that. Yep. So I've gone back in time, and I wanted to look up the most tackles in a game. So who has the most tackles in a game, and what year? Oh, geez, I don't know this. I'm going to say it's really recent because the game's got more, more and more tackling over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Can I say Scott Selwood? No, but he has, I think he has the record for the most tackles in overall season, not in one game, though. Okay. Yeah. Damn. He's um, close. He's within the top 10 or 20, I think. Do you yeah, want me is. to try and guess this? or You should be able to get it, but I'll, I'll tell you it was very close. It was t- 2016. It was a game against Melbourne. Um, uh, that was one of them. Um, David Swallow? No. So it was Tom Liberatore, one of them. Yep. Got 19 tackles. 19 tackles. In one game. Is that uh, the I remember third or that the game. first? I, I think I remember that game. That was the, that's the equal first. Okay. Um, there's two other players. Jack Zebel, also in 2016, also against Melbourne. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, 19 tackles. And Jude Bolton in 2011, which I think is, no, it's the second oldest record, is the Jude Bolton one, which was 2011 against uh, against West Coast. 
uh, which is a huge. That's a huge achievement considering what year it was. That's nearly five tackles per quarter. Yeah, that, that's insane. So now, if you continue down this list, I'll go through the year that the record was held. So it was 2016, 2016, 2011. Then it was 2014, 2017, 2012, 2017, 2015, 2016, 2015, and it doesn't go below 2013 except for once where Jared Brennan got not 16 tackles in 2009. Now, if that doesn't say that this is the current trend of the, the like, evolution of the game, I don't know what is. That is incredible that ev- that record has stuck within the last, not like, not even, it's like less than 10 years, so eight years, uh, within an eight-year window except for one record, which was in 2009. Like, yes, it's a more contested game these days because teams are trying to create more stoppages in defence. Um, I think it says more about that than the actual tackling because I feel like in the past um, coaches didn't put an emphasis on tackling, whereas you look at Richmond, right, in 2016, they were the worst tackling team in the yeah. league. And then next year, I don't think we were the best, but we were the best were inside yeah, Ford 50 and yeah. we were top five for the league. So I think it's more an emphasis on that you have to be able to tackle you have to be able to do both offensively and defensively you can't just slack um, more than the game where you can only tackle yeah it's a uh, it's a huge i guess like insight into the state of the game i guess yeah i read an article this morning um cuz Alistair Clarkson was talking to um Gillian McLaughlin and in the article they compare some of the main statistics from the game from when he started coaching in 2005 to now oh wow and like it, the game has changed a lot um which has obviously led to a lot of the questions which we've touched on over the last couple of weeks of i mean should the game be changed um because it's adapting right in front of our eyes and are we happy with the product we're producing at the moment I don't know. Um, I think we'll see where the game goes in the next year. But, yeah, it's interesting to see how all the recent tackling records oh, – sorry, all the tackling records are recent. Yeah, it's it's really – I thought that was really, really interesting. And a lot of these players are still playing, which is hu- huge, obviously, because the records are so recent. So hopefully we get to see some crazy tackling this season. Now, Chuck, this Crazer. is – the wild round, I guess. <laughs> anything gonna, can, anything can happen. Up. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Did you watch the football this week? Most of it. Okay. Well, there was a game this week that was so infuriating, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> no, it wasn't the Carlton Essendon game. That's that's one. Okay? No, that, that was the greatest game of the week. Like, okay. don't get me wrong, Port Adelaide was a great game, but like watching Carlton <laughs> beat Essendon and like destroy their hearts... It's a bit sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. continue. Yeah. It was the GWS game. So it was at the home of football, the Spotless Stadium. <laughs> um, now, if you're like if you like me and your philosophy is that watching football is better than just being left alone with your thoughts, you would be watching this too. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Now, if you were watching, you would probably notice that the seats at the ground at Spotless Stadium are a specific colour. Do you know what that colour is, Chuck? Orange? No. Nah. White? No. Nah. Grey? Red. Wait, why are they red? I've that's never my, taken notice of this. That's mine. And you know why I noticed this, Chuck? Why? Because when they would kick the ball and it went up in the air, you couldn't see <laughs> the ball. <laughs> you would lose sight of the ball every time the ball wasn't in the hands of an opponent or a, a player. 
Oh my now, god. <laughs> AFL, first you take my HD sport away with the royal wedding. Now you make the ball invisible every time it goes up in the air. I'm done. Who was the Muppet that decided this? I'm, I, I, like, it's a worse decision than all the paranormal activity and scary movie sequels. Like, what an absolute joke. What a debacle. Uh, please, can someone just go all Banksy and just turn the seats white? Red's not even in the logo colours. It's orange, white, and what's the other colour? Grey. Grey, greyish, yeah. There's no red in GWS. Why are there red seats? I think they assumed that the seats would be full, which they assumed poorly, obviously. Yeah, very poorly. Yeah. They literally had Gold Coast as an example, and that didn't go so well. Uh, so why would they assume they could fill the stadium? Uh, I'm so salty. Wait, what team was we talking about? Uh, GWS and uh, West Coast. Uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. It's GWS. Nobody watches them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've actually had a quick look um, on Google Images to have a look at this. It's a very, very strong orange that's oh, almost so red. Bad. It's which is like you could have got their their orange is a light orange. It's not a strong orange whatsoever. So don't get me wrong, with the strong orange, the stadium actually looks kind of pretty. But you could not see a football if it went in the air. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I was I was visibly who that was who did not think this through enough? Oh, it's Gold Coast two point They're just not <laughs> thinking through any of these expansion clubs, are they? Oh, it's done. Nah, I'm out. You'd shut think- them both. Down. <laughs> you think as like a company that like go through how to profit their business. <laughs> this is not profiting their business. Gold Coast didn't do that. This didn't do that. It's, it's not. It's a. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm too angry. I'm too angry to speak. <laughs> what a shambles. Oh man, it's horrible. Okay, Jock. Well, Make me forget about this. Well, speaking of shambles, this is going to go straight <laughs> right into my uh, other part. So this is going to be short and sharp. <laughs> it might be a bit more angry than it was intended <laughs> to be just because of what you just said. So um, Nick Nat obviously got one week this week, yeah. um, which was a farce. We've been through this. We've already mocked it with your tallest <laughs> and smallest players, which I really like. So I'm just going to keep this short and sharp. Um, Amon didn't play this week, by the way, which is kind of interesting. Interesting, but Did they I do heard, it deliberately? No, so he was... Uh, Omitted. Uh, was he omitted or he injured? He was omitted. Omitted. He wasn't injured, which was the really, really interesting uh, thing there. Because if he said injured, you could like un- you could like understand where it was coming from. But the fact they said omitted was just like a giant like he got, disrespect to West Coast. He got the most important player on the field suspended for a week. I don't know how he got omitted. He was arguably the best player <laughs> on, on the, the ground. ground. <laughs> He's actually, like, GWS is, like, best on ground for this week. Yeah, yes. Because none of the rest of GWS turned up anyway. So the only Uh, GWS player is not actually playing for GWS. It would be the greatest thing in the world if it was just the Brownlow. Three votes. Amon. (laughs) For a game he didn't even play. Didn't even play. He just gets the three votes for that. Oh, wait. He was omitted. Yeah. So he wasn't at the Port game. No. So... What's to say he was actually at the GWS West Coast game impersonating one of the players and he actually played for GWS? Who was the first gamer for GWS? Isaac Cumming. Yeah. He's actually Isaac Cumming in disguise. (laughs) disguise. Tell me we're wrong. Tell us we're wrong. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like, (laughs) if he doesn't, like, he's going to come back this week and everyone's going to be like, cool. And Isaac Cumming's going to be dropped. And no one's going to connect the dots. (laughs) 
it's set up. It's like Batman. You never see them in the same room. Yeah, twice. exactly. <laughs> At the brown low, Isaac Cumming won't be there. Amon will be there to collect his three votes. Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. Anyway, so that wasn't actually meant to be a joke. That was that was accidental. Because um, Nick Nack got suspended, I wrote a little, I don't know, poem thing. I'm guess I'm just gonna call it poem thing for this week. Um, <laughs> this is totally original. I didn't take the lines from any other, you know, any other bit of uh, music. You not music. Any other poem you've ever heard in your life? Okay, completely original. Okay, so. This young man, he got tackled. He played Nick Nat as he cackled with the <laughs> Nick Bat Tribunal. Whack, give this man a week. Amon didn't come rolling home. Uh, <laughs> it just oh. deserves a slow clap. That's just what that deserves. Nothing else. Just a slow clap. I've literally just had Nick Nat Tribunal whack, and I'm like, oh, I've got to make something of this. You really are. That either deserves a slow clap or just. Clicks, just like clicks. clicks. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Incredible shark. Thank you. <laughs> so we've come to the conclusion that I've won 3-2 this week. It's a, I got it's one a back on you, Super tough week. Yeah, super tough week. I had two really good ones and they both lost. I'm real disappointed. <laughs> yeah, so the highlights of this week, I did, did really like your spotless part. Um, that was unfortunate. That got matched up with uh, Nick Nat Tribunal yeah, Whack. Yeah. <laughs> um, other great things from this week was the All-Star Weekend and things more useful. And then your tallest and smallest players was good fun. Uh, just making a mockery of the <laughs> AFL at the moment, which is obviously uh, the most important thing. Like, yeah. if you have an AFL show, you may Ma- as well use it. Have to punch up. Have to punch up. <laughs> yeah, because let's be honest, they're not going to offer us hush money. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no, so we may as well talk if we can. <laughs> anyway, so um, good week this week by us. We're going to move quickly into our tipping. So we're just going to fly through these. Uh, Friday night is Adelaide Western Bulldogs. I mean, I can't see uh, Adelaide losing this one. No. They lost last week. They'll be out with a vengeance. Yeah, definitely. Adelaide to win Adelaide, comfortably. Adelaide to win. It could even be a huge 50-point margin, but we'll see. They haven't locked it in yet. Second game is one of the more interesting games of the round. North Melbourne GWS, two teams trending very Where differently at the moment. It is down in Tasmania. Ooh, interesting. Blundstone Arena, two teams, like I said, travelling very differently. North playing very good footy, and they're trying really hard, um, don't have the greatest squad, whereas GWS have a great squad, but they're not trying very hard, and they're going downhill quickly. Um, I'm essentially just going to tip what you don't on this uh, one. I'm tipping North, and I think I'm going to use my... You, are you sure? Because um, I could tip my 50-point margin here. I'm going to call it Ooh. 50 points halfway through the third quarter. I like this. This is this is going to be a close game, I thought, but okay. So no, I'm, I'm calling well, it. This is, the, this is the falling apart of GWS right here. Well, there we go. Now we move on to the biggest Ooh. game of the round. <laughs> it's overseas. No, it's not in Tasmania. It's in China. Wow. <laughs> No home Quarter. ground advantage. Yeah. yeah, Gold Coast haven't had a home ground advantage since uh, last year. year. <laughs> uh, Commonwealth oh, Games man. is hurting them more than they're hurting themselves. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to go Port here. Yeah, same. I can't Definitely see can't see. Um, I'm going to use my 50-point margin here at the end of the second quarter. China's going to get a thrilling game. <laughs> uh, Port to win by like 77. Um, Essendon, Geelong at the MCG, as if it couldn't get any worse for Essendon. They're about to get thumped by Geelong right here. I can't yeah. see them winning. Nah, this is going to be Geelong. It's going to be real bad. Geelong by 10 goals for yeah. me. 
I just yeah. can't see any way that uh, Essendon wins at the moment. Then to Saturday night, we've got Sydney Fremantle. Um, I'm going to at the SCG. We haven't been playing well at the SCG. I'm going to call it that we're going to break the duck and win here. I don't know about you, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could tip Fremantle, but I'm going to have to go Sydney for this one. Yeah, uh, Sydney by four goals. Um, St Kilda Collingwood, Ooh. big Saturday night game. Yeah, really, really, really big. Um, <laughs> this is actually the biggest game on the footy calendar. I don't know who to tip for this. I'm going to go St Kilda. Okay, I'll go Collingwood now, but I have no confidence in either of those teams. <laughs> yeah, the only thing we know here is that the game is going to lose. Yes. <laughs> Neither <laughs> team's going to win. The real loser <laughs> is the, the real AFL. winner is anyone who doesn't watch this game. Yeah. Anyone who does something better with their time. Isn't that the Royal... Wait, was this the Royal Wedding yeah, game? Yeah, this is yeah. the Royal Wedding and The winners are the... The, 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 Megan the married Markle. couple. Yeah. <laughs> we move to Sunday afternoon. We've got Carlton Melbourne. Ooh, Carlton Carlton off the off the highs of their first win first in win of the season in like so many tattoos for the first win you you, you would think yeah it just occurred to me they have potentially hadn't won a game in like 40 weeks oh. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts oh, um, I'm I'm just going to go Melbourne here they're going to keep beating bad teams yeah uh, Melbourne by 8 goals Brisbane Hawthorne be like I It's at the Gabba Brisbane don't. Uh, I don't. I don't see. You. You. Uh, I just see Brisbane getting close and then doing something like that, dumb and class. Like classically, a young team would do to like cost them any chance of winning. Outside of Richmond and West Coast, Brisbane's the most consistent team in the league. Not because <laughs> they're losing every week. Because every week it's close at some point. Aside from that Richmond game. Yeah. Uh, it's I so feel sorry for Brisbane. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne's going to yeah. win that. And then the game of the, the round, round, and I'm not even saying that just because I'm biased. This is, is a cracker uh, of a game. Top two battle it out on a Sunday afternoon, 4.40, at Optus Stadium, West Coast versus Richmond. Oh, my God, what a game. It what couldn't thing. have been set up any better. And do you know what's the great thing for this? Yes, there's the consequences of the loser-losers, but these will still be the top two teams. Yep, they're two games clear. It's really, it's just an exhibition of pure talent that we're going to see. Nick Nutt's back, and yep. he's had the week to um like Re- I guess, rest yeah. and get more fit. He's been hinted that he might play more minutes this week because he's had the week Pick off. Ooh, so, okay. Amon was GWS's best player in field one week, and now he's going to be West Coast's best player the next week. <laughs> love it, love he's it. He's collecting votes for everyone but Port Adelaide <laughs> at the moment. Um, I'm going to go Richmond. Uh, okay, I'll go West Coast for difference, but I still think... Well, I still think Richmond have a chance. No, no, no. To, if to you go this. with West Coast, if you say West Coast is going to win, you have to tell me why you should be going for West Coast. No, I think convince w- me. West Coast at Optus Stadium will be unbeatable this year, apart from round one. So I'll say West Coast, but I wouldn't be surprised if Richmond are that good that they manage to win uh, win interstate. But they haven't been that great interstate. They haven't no, been that they've, yes, they have been. They've have won they? five of the last six in, in Western Australia. Oh, no, in Western Australia, but interstate in general. They won 50% of their games interstate okay. last year, which yeah. is That's enough. pretty yeah. good record. Anyways, sorry to pull you up there. You could have done that with any, <laughs> any other, other team, team and I would have been like, sure, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, thanks to everyone who listened this week. Um, thanks, Kreezer, for uh, filling in again. No um, worries. No, that was a 
I really enjoyed today. That was good stuff. If you want to listen to us, um, we're on iTunes. We post those normally on Wednesday afternoon, so plenty of time to listen to it before the next round comes around. Um, we're on Facebook. we got the Facebook page there. I post very infrequently, but if you want to keep updated on what's happening, that's the place to go. From both of us here, myself, Chuck. And Kreezer. Have a nice afternoon, everyone. 